God's word is simple, and its understanding brings light and fulfillment of purpose. Sit back and relax as lead pastor of New Reality Christian Center, Pastor Jide Ojo, brings you God's word with simplicity and clarity. Be blessed as you listen. The word of God, and I am changed, I am transformed by the ministry of God's word. So this morning, we're talking about supernatural preservation. But in particularly, I'm going to be talking about faith for supernatural preservation. Say after me, faith for supernatural preservation. First Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13. <clears throat> First Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13. The message translation. First Corinthians 10 and verse 13. The message translation. Just know that you have to expand this nature. It's, it's, people can see it from afar. I don't have to tell you that again. No test or temptation that comes your way is beyond the course of what others have had to face. All you need to remember is that God will never let you down. He will never let you be pushed past your limits. He is always, he will always be there to help you come through it. Say a powerful amen. amen. So now we are looking at this scripture and there are facts to get out of the scripture. Number one is that no matter the trouble, no matter the challenge around us, this challenge at one time or the other has been encountered by a person. Some people have lived all their life in a place that would probably be said as the most dangerous place. Some people have lived all their lives in a place that would probably be said as the poorest place. And yet, the poverty in the land did not affect them. Yet, the danger in that place did not swallow them. Why? The next point, it says, God, God, look at what it says, God will never let you down. In other words, it is God's nature to be faithful. It is God's nature to be faithful. No matter how troublesome the challenges, no matter how heavy the arrows of the enemies are, God will never let you down. I say God will never let you down. I say God will never let you down. People don't go down with God. People go up. Because God is not a pusher down as it were. Or push down or is not the one that pushes people down. God is the lifter of my head, of our head. For thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory, and the lifter up of my head. God is faithful. God is faithful to his word. And that's what I want to let you know. The faithfulness of God is not really to you, it's to his word. What God says to you, he has to keep, independent of who you are. Because God will never break his word. God will never let his word fall to the ground. If you are getting me, say amen. Number three, he will never allow you to face what is bigger than you. In other words, whatever ever appear in time, appear among men, alright, is not created to overcome them, especially the believers. God will never let you face what is bigger than you. It is his principle. God will never face what is bigger than what you don't have enough power to combat. It is not in the nature of God. Alright, God is not an examiner who will write an exam or, you know, higher than your level. 
Alright, give you an exam as it were, higher than your level. God is faithful. Say after me, God is faithful. Say one more time, God is faithful. So in other words, no matter the troubles around, the evils around, alright, those evils around you, they are not bigger than you. Those challenges around you, they are not stronger than you. Why? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. See, after me, greater is he that is in me. I need to really talk this morning. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And verse 4, he will always be there to help. He will always be there to help. He says, he is always, he will always be there to help you come through it. And he, he is always there to help you come through it. There is no reason to be afraid. There is no reason to be fearful. There is no reason to be uh, troubled. The Bible says, do not be troubled. I go to my father. It says, uh, if it's not true, I won't. It says, no, do not be troubled. Believe in me. Believe in God and also believe in me. You know what? You can't be in fear and uh, agitation and anxiety at the same time with faith. Alright, you can't be in fear and faith at the same time. If you are getting me, say hi. God is with you. You are not alone. I say, God is with you. You are not alone. The reason why we can believe God for preservation is because the one that is with us is greater than the one that is against us. The one that is with us is greater than the one that is against us. You remember that man, Elisha, who was surrounded by chariots of fire from the nation of East Syria and then they wanted to kill him. They wanted to take him over. But they could not. Why? Because he was aware that the one with him is greater than the one that is against him. I want to declare to you this morning that God is with you. I say God is with you. And God is greater than all. Listen to me, I've always said it. God is not the opposite of the devil. God is not the opposite of the devil. Because if we say God is the opposite of the devil, then we are saying creator is the opposite of creature. Because the devil is the creator of God. Even though he wasn't created to be evil. The devil is the creator of God. To say that God is the opposite of the devil simply means that we are saying they are equal in power, but they are only opposite in direction. The devil is not equal with power with God. The devil is inferior to God. And every creature can be destroyed by the creator. Every creature can be controlled by the creator. Every creature can be limited by the creator. Because every intelligence in the created is in the creator. If you are getting me, say hi. And that's why God has enough power to stop the works of the devil. If you are getting me, say hi. And that God is not alone. That God will not leave you alone. That God is with you. That God is always with you. That God is always around you. That God is living in you. If you are getting me, say hi. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 5 to 6 in message translation. Hebrews chapter 13 from verse 5 to 6. Hebrews 13, verse 5 to 6. It says, let your conversation... Uh, a message translation now. Give me a message translation. It says, don't be obsessed with getting more material things. Be relaxed with what you have. Since God assured us, I will never let you down. I will never let you down. I'm saying what God said. I will never let you down. Can you help me preach it to your table? God will never let you down. He says, tell that person, no matter what you are going through now, God will never let you down. 
God doesn't have a record of disappointing people. God does not have a record of disappointing people. God is not a man that should lie. Neither a son of man that should repent. As he said it, shall he not do it? As he spoken it, shall he not make it good? Alright, God doesn't have a record of failing people. He says, I will never let you down, never walk off and leave you. Never. You know, God said, I'm not walking away. I will not walk away. Look at the next verse. He says, we can boldly quote God there. There. We can only boldly quote God based on what he said. That, what did he say? What, what can we say of God? He says, ready to help. We can only quote God. We can only quote, God is there rather. We can only quote, we can only quote rather, God is there, ready to help. Say after me, God is there. Come on now, God is there. God is there. When you feel alone, God is there. When you look, it looks like you are stranded, God is there. When it looks like sickness is all around you, God is there. When it looks like the enemy surrounds you, God is there. Now let me tell you something, this is it. Anytime you are faced with challenges, the total outcome of that challenge is based on your awareness. Alright? If you are surrounded with danger and you are more aware of danger, alright, than God, then that danger will swallow you up. It says God is there. God is there. God is there. I'm excited. God is there. I say God is there. God is here with you. He's at home with you. He's at work with you. When you are traveling, he's there with you. He says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Who shall I fear? Who is your salvation? Come to talk to me. Who is your salvation? The Lord is the strength of my life. What does that mean? My life can abide as long as God abides. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? He says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Who shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of, he says, of whom shall I be afraid? Paul was talking. He says, what shall you say to this thing? Say to what thing? Nakedness, peri, persecution, sicknesses, diseases. He says, if God be for you. Come on now, God is on your side. The vote is to your advantage. The God has voted to work for you. Are you guys talking about? You, 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 you are the one that won the vote of God. I said you are the one that won the vote of God. Glory to God. If God be for you. I said if God be for you. That is not a question. That is like, it's as good as an historical question. If God be for you, who can be against you? Think about it. What size of problem? What size of challenge? Did you come to church to receive something this morning? I have a short time, but I'm feeling an awesome presence of God here. The power of God is so strong here. Amen. Somebody is here. There's something wrong with your circulatory system. I don't know what it is in particular. But I was praying this morning. The Lord said, that particular challenge has come to an end finally. Do you believe what I just said now? I said, do you believe what I said now? I don't remember if you were in church on Sunday or Tuesday. When I was sharing about one of our daughters that her mom was sick since last year, couldn't see, she had not resumed work. Even up to now, she's going to resume very soon. And then, she went somewhere, they prayed for her and they said, uh, your friend attacked you. And she went to the friend. My friend, don't be angry. Why are you attacking me? And the friend said, yes, I, am, I attacked you. 
Uh, tag, uh, no, there's nothing you can do. Uh, so, this our daughter told me, and I was angry. I was angry that you didn't even hide it. She no go, Julie. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Yes, I'm the one. So I said, put your mom on phone. I want to talk to her. Because the doctor is almost saying that she's going to go blind. The eyes have gone so terrible, she's going to go blind. And I, I released the word of God. You know, the first that happened, the woman came back and said, I'm sorry, you. I didn't do anything. I'm only joking, you. But to cut the long story short, the height is perfect now. She's resuming work. Why do we have the confidence to judge every unrighteousness? God is on our side. We are not weak. Someone looks at you and says, I waste your life. And then you are like, hey, Goma, you don't beg the devil. You only beg someone who is nice. To beg means to appeal to the mercy of someone. The devil is not merciful. Begging him is a waste of time. You don't appeal to someone who don't have mercy. How many of you have lecturers that don't have mercy? And I say, Well, shame them, you know them, Pimmy. Have you had things like that? As you are begging me, I'm getting angry. Why? That man is void of mercy. You don't beg. His name is wicked. The wicked. The Bible calls him the wicked. So when someone looks at you and says, I'm going to waste you and you are begging and you are speaking in tongues and you have a Bible and you are filled with the Holy Ghost, when someone says that, he says, I will get back to you. He says, I will get back to you. Go. And I wake up at night. Don't sleep. Wake up. If you want to sleep, make sure you have a rema, then sleep. There are times you sleep, there are times you wake up. Wake up and pace the floor in capital letter tongues. Written in bold, bold, bold letters. <laughs> Glory to God. No sherry, sukiri, sarah. No that kind of tongue. Not a westernized tongue. Not Queen's English tongue. I mean a vernacular tongue. Rigbaskovaya. That kind of tongue. You understand what I'm talking about? And pay the floor for three hours. Not in fear of the devil. Just worshiping God in tongues. Because God inhabits the praise of people. What you are doing at that time is that you are creating an awareness that God is real. Oh God, you are for me. If God be for me, who can be against me? Sit down. She's perfectly fine and she's resuming her job. Amen. I was angry. Someone told you he's behind it. I said, there's nothing you can do. Not that they said, she's she now said, yes, what do you want to do? We are in a era where the devil is not keeping his wickedness on eating. He's doing it publicly. Are you getting what I'm talking about? And yes, we want to do Eden Christianity. If I carry my Bible, they will think I'm a fanatic. I don't want to be a fanatic. The devil is a fanatic. And you are here. It takes a fanatic Christian to deal with a fanatic devil. Not a part-time Christian. A part-time Christian cannot deal with a full-time devil. He's a full-time devil. God asked him in Job, Devil, where are you coming from? He said, moving to and fro. When he came to Peter, over 2,000 years, Peter he told us what he was doing in the time of Job. Is he doing it now? He says, be so bad, be vigilant for the devil. He's running about, roaming about. Is he going to and fro? Full-time devil. Focused devil. Very focused. Over 3,000 years, is still focused. Roaming to and fro, to and fro, to and fro. Here you are. You can't read Bible for five minutes. Sit down. Alright? Say, God is with me. Say again, God is with me. 
Now, so, I want you to understand the role of faith in supernatural preservation. First of all, what is preservation? Preservation is a divine exemption from evil. And I'm saying to someone here, you will not only be kept from evil, you'll be kept from evil without a sign of evil. You do hear what I just said now? Not like, I narrowly escaped. You'll be kept from evil without a sign of evil. Say amen to that. A powerful amen. So what's the role of faith? Ephesians chapter 6. Glory, 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 glory. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 16. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Give me the NLC. Let's see what the NLC says. Look at what the NLC says. He says, he says, in addition to all of this, hold up to the shield of faith to stop the scary arrows of the devil. Hold it. So faith is a shield. Some of us know faith to be that which you used to receive from God. But beyond receiving from God, faith is a shield. The shield. And when it shields you, it protects you from every arrow of the enemy. Say a powerful amen to that. Now, in other words, if you are saying you want to use your faith for supernatural preservation, it means that you are going to engage the principle of faith as is written in God's word as talking preservation. So what's the first principle? Romans 10 and verse 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Can we say it together? Faith comes by hearing and, and hearing by the word of God. Give me that NLT. Give me, give me, let's see what it says. Look at what it says. So faith comes from hearing. That is hearing the good news about Christ. Glory to God. So faith comes by hearing. So that means you must hear correctly. You must hear the message of divine preservation. That's what I'm doing here, first of all, to prepare you to, to enjoy divine preservation. Faith comes by hearing. What are you hearing? Everywhere there are jokes that we are cracking that can, that can destroy the heart of people. Ah, but you shake my lord, no more, you have to do so you shake me by here. I shall get love for me. Hmm. Now you are thinking you think you are talking. But you are hearing something. The first recipient of the effect of words is the one who says it. In fact, it is discovered that your word affects you more than other people's words. I mean faster than what other people say about you. Are you getting what I'm talking about here? So what are you hearing? What are you giving your attention to? What are you hearing? One of our daughters abroad, she went to the doctor, and they began to tell her stories about her not having a baby, and, um, uh, and all of that. And when she, she called me, she was almost in tears. Oh no, she didn't call me. I was praying, so I called her. I said, the Lord told me to pray for you against surgery and all of that. I said, wow, I was supposed to call you a day yesterday, I mean a day before I, I was at the hospital and the doctor said this and this, 
and uh, they said they saw a fibroid, they saw a baby, and they said they didn't even want to do surgery because they saw that the fibroid or whatever, I'm going to lose a lot of blood and all of that. And then what she had was just going on within her. And had to sit down and speak the word. I said, the Lord said to pray for you. That means pray for you as counsel what the doctor said. Are you getting me now? Now I expect medical intelligence, scientific intelligence. I'm a scientist by training myself, but I'm not limited by that intelligence. There's a higher intelligence. It's intelligence of the spirit. And we have to be careful that we do not call the wisdom of God rubbish just because we have been nannied or taught scientifically. Are you what I'm talking about here? Praise God. So what are you hearing? In this week, I bet it with you that you have seen the word Corona more than preservation. In this year, I bet it with you that you have come in contact with words that can stir up fear in your heart more than words that can stir up faith in your heart. Faith comes by hearing and is faith to be applied in the direction of of preservation, of divine preservation. It has to come by you hearing things that build your faith that God is with me. I'm not alone. God is keeping me. God is protecting me. Are we together like that? God is with me. Oh, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Are we together? Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. When fear wants to come, what will you say? You say, no, I've not received the spirit of fear again unto bondage. For the spirit of adoption, whereby I cry, have a father. You say no to fear. You can't have faith and fear at the same time. You know, say, don't be afraid. Believe in me. If you believe in me, you will not be afraid, in other words. And I can tell you that the fear for coronavirus is actually stronger than coronavirus. Do you know something? Jesus didn't just come to deliver us from death. He came to deliver us from the fear of death. Why? Because even though death is taken out of the place, out of the way, all right, if you stay in fear of death, you have to stay empowered death over you. Let me show you Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2 from verse 14. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 14. It says, give me KJV. It says, for as much then as children are partakers of flesh and blood, he himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. Why? Look at verse 15. Look at verse 15 quickly. He says, and deliver them. Number one, he destroyed death, but he didn't stop death. Because if he has destroyed death, but you still have the fear of death, you are in trouble. Fear is as much an attractive force as faith. It's only that it attracts the negative. Look at, he says, sit down there. He says, and deliver them who through the fear of death, where all their lifetime subject to bondage. So fear of death subjected them to bondage. Put them under oppression of the enemy. I refuse to fear. God didn't say you will not walk through the valley of the shadow of death. God didn't say there will be struggle. But God says in all these things you are more than conqueror. Sit down. So what will you hear? What will you hear? Of the day, Second Kings chapter 7, the prophet said, by this time tomorrow, this will happen. Another economist stood up and said, even if God, oh, do you mean God? Even if God opened the windows of heaven, it's impossible. Do you know what God, do you know who God is? Jesus said you have heard because you know not the scripture nor the power of God. Do you know what the power of God can do? 
That God can keep you. Do you know what Nebuchadnezzar said? He says we have found men on whose body the fire has no effect. Not spiritual fire, physical fire. We have found men on whose body the fire has no effect. Can we find men on whose body the virus has no effect? Can we find men on whose body the bacteria has no effect? That's what the word of God says. You talk to yourself. Oh, I thank you, Father. If the word of God says concerning Nebuchadnezzar, the word of God says I'm concerning the three Hebrews. He says concerning them that the fire has no effect on their body. I say for my body. This sickness has no effect on my body. This cancer has no effect on my body. I we together right now. You are going on and you're telling you know it's old age, old age. I'm not getting father along the body. No, 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 no. I have the life of God in me. Say that. Glory to God. Some of you here, you are looking like your grandma. Have you seen, have you seen Gloria Complan before? Have you seen Gloria Complan before? I know the principle. Clifford Dollar was saying something. He said, Gloria, can you Copeland call him? He said, I want to tell you a principle. He said, start releasing your faith for a good life in old age now. He said, people like us. The person talking here is still preaching for hours so. It's over 80, 85. It's his stand. I think it's his, 86. It's his stand to preach. I said, people like us started too late. So our body has started degrading before we start talking. But even now that if you see him, you will not believe. There are people you see 40 years, they have become something else. Why? What have they been hearing? Whose report will you believe? Who has believed that report? So whom is the hand of the Lord revealed? I refuse to hear correctly. So, faith for preservation, supernatural preservation, begins by choosing what you hear. What do you choose to hear? And look at it. Everybody is saying there is joblessness in this country. Do you choose to hear that? She chose to hear something else. I have received a word from God. I have my job. Do you know, someone may be living in Hoye, going to that place every day, believing for his job. And she's not living in Hoye, she got the job. Without bribing. You know, someone will be sleeping with a man in that same organization to get the job, and he's not getting the job. But as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Once you hear the power to frame your imagination, your imagination becomes your destiny. Are you guys I'm talking about here? Do you see yourself dead? Can you see yourself in your 30s, in your 40s, in your 50s, in your 60s, in your 70s, in your 80s? I'm talking to someone here. Are you seeing yourself doing good at that age? Talking to your great-grandchildren and telling them scriptures. Listen, can I tell you the story of God's faithfulness? You are telling them. And maybe in those days, because at that time, they would say, there's no more miracle. They say, there is a miracle. There was a time, I had a growth. The word of love came. He took it away. I said, yes, Grandpa, yes. Ah, Grandpa, and we know you don't lie. He said, yeah, you know I don't lie. It happened. Wow, so there are miracles. There are miracles. And then because you are alive, glory to God. What a life. I said, what a life. That's the life. Every lady believes that there is no husband. And that's why you are not coming. Hey. Hey, so far he has what makes a man between his legs. Child, grab where 
ਇਹਦਾ ਸੇ ਗੋੜੀ ਲੱਗ ਰਹਾ ਹੈ ਬੋਰ ਸਕ੍ਰਿਪਚਰ ਸੇ ਮੇਲ ਲਾਸ ਨੇਕਰੇ ਇਦਮ ਐਂਡ ਇਫ ਯੂ ਸੇ ਰੈਵੋਲੂਸ਼ਨ ਟੂ ਯੂ ਯੂ ਕੈਨ ਸੇ ਆਈ ਐਮ ਅ ਸੀਬੀ ਇਜ਼ ਇਨ ਮੇਲ ਮੇਲ ਲਾਸ ਨੇਕਰੇ ਇਦਮ ਐਸ ਗੋਡ ਵਾਸ ਸੇਕਰੇਟ ਇਮੇਜ ਐਂਡ ਪੁਟ ਮੀ ਇਨ ਦ ਪਿਕਚਰ ਸੋ ਦੇਰ ਇਜ਼ ਅ ਮੈਨ ਦੈਟਸ ਵਾਈ ਆਮ ਹੀਅਰ ਵਾਟ ਆਰ ਯੂ ਹੀਅਰਿੰਗ ਵਾਟ ਸਿਟਸ what what have you been listening to and if the social media is not helping the news media is not helping you open you open you and then another was nta you watch nta regularly network news every day they announce obituary eh i mean pastor chris gave 1 billion naira facility they did mention it if the year that pastor chris bought a a place that's a 500 million no one billion now ha those men of god is only god that know what they are doing with our money see him no one that is looking fine see suit suit him i only your soul to my way do you know that the level you can bless people you don't even buy clothes at this level this my level i can't remember when i took money to buy clothes at this my little level it comes or they come how much more when nations are blessed you are not thinking of what to eat what to wear what to drive forget that thing i mean you you are telling me now are you telling me if you if you are making millions i'll be praying and fasting to drive a car and no 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 i just want to know tell me no leave them leave them just tell me So what are you hearing? Help me preach it to your neighbor. Say you need to hear correctly. Say again, you need to hear correctly. James says be quick to hear. Be quick to hear. The slow to speak, the slow to run. Son of man, what hear thou? Why? Because the expression of your life is a matter of what you see. Number 2 Law of faith and you can apply this in any area 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 of your life. Now before you even do that, let's see what the word of God says about preservation. Isaiah chapter 54 from verse 14 to 17. Isaiah chapter 54 from verse 14 to 17. Isaiah chapter 54 verse 14 quickly quickly I'm out of time. I have a baby to dedicate today. No, I have babies to dedicate today. I'm anointed though. I don't want to be proud for something but permit me. Paul said, you know, uh permit my foolishness. So permit me. I mean, I'm dedicating two babies today. I'm a big man. But for the righteousness shall thou be established. That's this was Isaiah. He was prophesying. In righteousness shall thou be established. Thou shalt be far from oppression. I don't know that I'm talking to somebody here. Thou shalt be far from oppression. Wait, so, wait, so, wait. Is, is Adebayo far to this place? It's not far. It's kind of far from this place. That means, when you are thinking evil, you say, you cannot move, but, what do you say? Ah, it's kind of done the world, I buy it. We are immune. 
Are you guys talking about? Far. Why? Because you are far above. You are seated far above. It says, In righteousness thou be established, and thou shalt be far from oppression. Thou shalt not fear. You will not fear. You will not fear. You will not fear. He said, I'm from terror. Say, terror is far from me. I thought you were talking. Terror is far from me. Now listen to me. You are not just talking about, you are talking about your family, your friends, your spouse, whatever is, whatever is connected to you for your sake. They are kept far away from evil. Say a powerful amen. Can I prophesy? This year there is no death. This year there is no death. Next year there is no death. You know why? I just sense in my heart that right now a death has been cancelled. I say a death has been cancelled. You are expecting a news of death. But rather it shall be a news of life. I say it shall be a news of life. Anyone that you know that is soon to get so close to death because you are here today, we supply life in the name of Jesus. It doesn't matter the end situation. We command that the power of the endless life they are they are restored in the name of Jesus. As you see, it says the righteous shall be established and thou shall be far. Are you talking? Am I talking to someone yesterday? Say I am far from oppression. Said, I am far from oppression. Said, thou shalt be far from oppression. For thou shalt not fear. And from terror he shall not come near thee. Kabalahaya. Reketokoya. He shall not come near. That means when terror sees you, I say, ah, Ediapada. Glory to God. Look at the next verse. Verse 15. Behold. See, that's the issue. When you hear there is a garden, you are free. God says, let them meet you. The Bible says, in vain is the net set before the birds. You don't set a trap for a thing in the size of that thing. That particular. Say, in vain. Every deep that is dark, whether physically or spiritually, you will always jump over it. I say, you will always jump over it. Behold, they shall surely gather together. I remember my mom called me, she went for a meeting. And said, Gide, ah, my, your, my dad and, your, and, and your, myself were in a meeting. And they called us out. They said, one of us, uh, said, your son is in Adokiti. He said, yes. He said, well, tell him to go and fast and pray. The witches in Adokiti have gathered together. He said, they were attacked. I said, kill him, uh, uh, How many church members do I have? So, they said, you should go on seven-day white fasting. Actually, I was on a fast. On my own. Enjoying myself. But they want me to change to white fasting, what they call white fasting. So I was thinking, I was at home. I said, no. This people came to mind. He said, Behold, surely they shall gather. But because they are gathered, so to me, they shall scatter. God asked me a question. He said, did your fasting bring them together? He said, no. He said, if your fasting didn't need them to read the first part of the scripture, what makes you think your fasting will need them to read the second part of the scripture? It's a fulfillment of the soul that they will gather. They don't need your fasting for that. What you need is a consciousness of what is written concerning you. Glorious things are spoken over you, O city of God. See, I'm telling you, surely they shall gather. And I rejoice and say, glory to God, they have gathered. The Bible is coming to pass concerning me. And surely they will scatter. <laughs> hey, 
squeezing the speaker and it comes to pass when the Lord has not spoken. When the Lord has not spoken, you have to harm yourself with the word. You have to harm yourself with the word. Beloved, let me tell you something. If you don't know the word, go and do the fasting, you know. But if you know the word, you have a personal revelation of the word, stay there. He insists on the word of God. If the devil can make you fast this first time, he will make you fast another time. Never fast for the devil. If he make you fast now, he will make you fast the next time. Some of you, the reason why you have consistent fellowship with God is because of enemies. Even for enemies, you will not be in church today. Even for enemies, you will not pray. I don't think you have a business in heaven. Because when you get there, you have nothing to do with the enemy. Enemy motivated Christianity. Enemy motivated. EMC. There are some EMC people we have here. All lives close. You are here, you have EMC. Sit down. Behold, they shall surely gather. So anytime you say, they are gathered, you say, yeah, yeah. I remember what behold they shall surely gather. Ah, the committee are gathering now, they are sitting under your exam. They say you will say, Behold, surely gather. Ah? Look about seventeen. Look about seventeen. Are you getting blessed here? No weapon. So I say, well, they say that coronavirus is not really a disease, so it's a weapon. It's good. You know about okay. No weapon that is formed. Against this. You know what? It is a no weapon form. No weapon that is tailor made against you. He said, Surely, if I am a dick, I am a devil, if I am a metal, any man, tomato, mefa. The devil is a dash devil, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Have you seen, have you seen the things, tomato, any. Even me, I can't hear such some of these things. You see, the spirit of poverty is just over the devil. I mean, if you are going to be a bad devil, be... <laughs> you see, Mr. Rossi, Mr. Rossi, ask for Shawama. No weapon that is found against thee shall prosper. I have told you something before. The greatest sacrifice that could ever be carried in the realm of the demonic is human being. However, is a fallen man. For you, the living God became your sacrifice. Pastor, but sorry, he not to be careful as the man thinketh in his heart. Is that the word of God is true or is not? Are you with me? What does the word of God say about your safety? Psalm 91 and verse 6. Psalm 91 and verse 6. What does it say? And Psalm 91 and verse 1 rather. Psalm 91 and verse 1. Down to verse 16. I'm not sure I have time to read it. But let's read it. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Now I have had people read this and they, they say, He that dwelleth in the secret place, you must dwell in the secret place. And they are talking about prayer. The secret place here is no prayer. When Joseph was talking about prayer, I use something that sounds like secret. He said, when you pray, go into your closet. Matthew 6. Go into your closet. It is a go either dwell in a secret place. It is your own secret place. 
He that hears you in the secret shall reward you openly. Which secret? Your room, your closet. So, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High. So, where is the secret place of the Most High? Christ is the secret place of the Most High. Colossians chapter 3 from verse 2. He says, he says, if, if, he says it's, oh God. He says, our life is hid in Christ. God wanted to hide. He was looking, where can I hide this guy? Where can I put him? He said, I have found a sure place. A safe place. And then he put you in Christ. If any man be in Christ, he's in the dwelling place of God. Far above principalities and power. Come on now. But the secret place is not talking about prayer. Am I against prayer? Boy, I pray. If you know me, I pray. By the grace of God. By the special grace of God, we pray. Say, I dwell. That's where you live now. That's where you live now. Say, I dwell. I dwell. In the secret place of the Most High. For example, since Peck, I've been meditating once in a week. Every day I have scriptures I meditate. One of the scriptures I meditate on is uh, Psalm 91 and verse 10. Look at it, verse, verse 10. Every day, I mean that particular day. There shall no evil befall me, neither shall any plague come near my dwelling. That is every, I just meditate on this. And it covers my wife, see, marry the right husband. Just, I just cover my children and those, my spiritual sons and daughters too. You know, glory to God. Because, you see, no, shall before the. Come near my dwelling. No. So, you are covered. You are covered. You are covered. I say you are covered. Glory to God. Are you with me? That's what the word of God says. The second thing, second principle of faith. Meditate on these words consistently. Joshua 1 here. This book of the Lord shall not depart out of thy mouth. Why should you meditate on it? Why should you meditate on it? Why should you med- What would meditation do to you? Look at verse 6. Joshua 1, 6. I want to show you a connection between Joshua 1, 8 and something. Be strong and of good courage. Is there fear in this, in, this, in this? Can anyone be strong and be on good courage and be afraid at the same time? Talk to me now. Be strong and be, on, be of a good courage. For unto these people shall thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto thee, Father, to give them. The next verse. Only be thou, again, strong, and what? That, wait till, you see, if you are strong and courageous, what we, that thou meant of that to do according to all the law. So, the courage and the strength so that you're able to do all the law. Joshua verse 1, chapter 1, verse 8. Look at what it says. Courage to do all the law, right? Boldness. Faith. That's what he's talking about. He says, This book of the Lord shall not depart out of thy mouth, that thou met, but thou shalt met it during day and night. The next verse. He says, That thou met of that to do. The courage to do is in meditation. Alright? That's faith. That's faith. So what does it mean to meditate? To talk the word of God to yourself. Meditation in, in the Christian faith is not a silent practice. It's a verbal activity. This book of the Lord shall not depart. So when I told you I meditate, what do I do? I talk the word. 
I talked the word. We started a project there, and every now and then money is going, money is going. <laughs> the truth is, we almost started with no, no money. I kept talking the word. I kept talking the word. When he felt, oh, we'll stop. I said, no, I talked the word myself again. Amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. So talk the word. Say, I talk the word. So what will you say? What will you say now? What will you say concerning yourself? You go throughout this week. I dominate, yeah. He that keeps watch over me, never sleeps, no slumber. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You are talking to yourself. You are not talking to the circumstance. You are talking to yourself. You are talking to convince yourself. Are you with me? Are you getting what I'm talking about here? So look at what David said, what the psalmist says in Psalm 91. He said, He that, do- give me that scripture again. He that joined the secret place of the most star shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Amen. Then verse 2. How we say, how we say, how we say. When you know that you are in Christ, the next thing, what will you say? I will say of the Lord. This is what I chose to say. What will you say? He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. I will say. I will say concerning my children, they are blessed. I will say. That means I've chosen to say. And Jesus said, you will have what you say. What will you say? Have me look at three people around you and say, what will you say? If the person is not talking, look at another person and say, what will you say? So meditate. Say the word of God to yourself consistently. First Timothy chapter 4 verse 15. It says, meditate on this thing that thy prophecy may appear unto all. Psalm 1 and verse 2. Psalm 1 and verse 2. What, is it? what does it say? I want us to read that Psalm 1 and verse 2. Quickly, be there. It says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in the Lord do I meditate day and night. Look at what happened. Look at that story quickly. It shall be like a tree planted by the rivers, river, rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatever he doeth shall prosper. Can I put something in your hand today? Anything you do, let it precede, med- let meditation precede everything you do. If you want it to prosper. It's a principle. You want to start a business. Alright, before you start, take like one week of meditation on the prosperity of that business. Because his prosperity here is based on the fact that he had meditated. Then, verse 4, quickly, look at verse 4. He says, he says, the ungodly are not so. Why? They won't meditate. He says, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Every storm of life, Yahweh. What does meditation do? Meditation do. It, it, it brings you to a place of establishment, rootedness. Glory to God. Number three. Now you are speaking. You are, number two, you speak the word of God to yourself. Number three. What do you do? Speak the word of God over the circumstance. So, for example, you are talking to yourself. You have told yourself, "Oh, I stay in health in this season." Oh, no evil. Then, from that position, you say, Coronavirus, I want to talk to you. Corona, we cannot quit. 
A man of God was joking yesterday. He said, coronavirus cannot kill anybody in this country. Why? He said, because I've been using Toyota Corolla a long time ago. Coronavirus! Hear the word of the Lord. I command in the name of Jesus, stay away from this place. I don't know if you heard about, I've forgotten his name. Jesus to plant it. Some of you heard about Jesus to plant it. It says in a place where, it states where uh, there's always attack with storms in America, storms by storms and all of that. And every year we stand and declare, you can't pass this area and the storm will not pass. Let me tell you something. The strongest force in the realm of the spirit are words. Words, or his word, whatever you call it now. The strongest word. If a witch will kill, if they will carry concussion, they still have to speak. Words. So you are not safe if you are silent. Even God is a talkative. Don't say it the Lord. Don't say it the Lord. He opposes them by the word of his power. Job 22 and verse 29. When there is a casting down, he says, you, 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 you. Am I talking to someone here today? You will say, there is what? There is a lifting here. So say, hey, people are dying. What will you say? I shall not die. Believe and declare the works of the Lord. With long life, shall I be satisfied? God, I'm not satisfied. You know. You know. A part of it is that when you go inside public transport, and I told you my story, I stopped saying amen in public transport because those prayers are not faith prayer, they are fear prayer. prayer. So I'm asked by Rabbi, Oluwa, our Kolongo, Koyilo, if you let me interpret to someone who don't understand Yoruba, that means uh, the driver is driving. Abmakwe Posito move, Lele. We know that it's a mobile coffin. The day I heard that thing, I said, me, I will never say amen. Because it's so foolish to start a journey leaving your house when you know you will not get it. It's foolish. It's not wise. Stay in your house and say, Father, I want to go on a journey. It's like when you get to the battleground. And you know, they don't stay, they don't pray the prayer before the car bus kick. And we know, it's in the, on the road. It's so, that's why you will have started saying, you lover. See the foolishness of people, eh? Only one person is not a driver, driver is not a Jesus. Break here, come on, she said. Tire, come on. You should walk down with your husband and say, tire, you die. Check the tire. I don't put pressure on the blood of Jesus. When men are cast down, Thou shalt say. Listen, this is when they say. It says, when they are, you can see the when you cool on the lay. Ha, ha. He said, you will say. He said, don't let any circumstance put you in pressure to say what you see outside you. Say what the word of God is. You shall say. There's a lifting up. Glory to God. People, people are losing their job. They are attacking people. There's a lifting up. There's a lifting up. Now people are already saying, this recession, another recession is coming in. But what are you saying? There's a lifting up. 
the last recession, some people became billionaires from recession. Let me share. I was sharing with someone. Someone became a billionaire in Naira in recession. What did he do? He had money. He had money in Naira. No. He had money in Naira. And just before the rise in dollar, as it were, he changed to dollar. Then, when the money was so high, I think it was going to around 500, he changed back. That's the game one in Bilonial. Supernatural intelligence. Tell me how many business you want to do to get that profit in a year. If you will listen to the Holy Spirit, eh, your life will be arranged. Number four. You have... What did you do? What was the first thing you did? You took... You, you, you put... You, you were in charge of what you hear. Is that true? Then you spoke to yourself. Is that true? Then you spoke over the circumstance. Is that true? Then the last thing... I mean, the fourth thing now. You do is that... Follow the leading of the Spirit. Follow the leading of the Spirit. Please, I know you're a faith person. But when the Lord says don't travel, don't say, ah, without the soul of my sister, no evil shall be for me. Guy, calm down. It is the same God who spoke that word. I told you, stay at home, don't travel. Don't be smarter than God. Are you getting what I'm talking about here? I know a man that died three years ago. Young couple. Why? Hell in the morning, the wife looked at him and said, sweetheart, a man look. It was a wedding in Oshobo. I was going to ride on his bike from Ado. A man law. They even fought on this matter. Eh? Let me say, married people, can I talk to you? Any issue that become controversial between you and your spouse and you don't agree on, let it wait. Death may be hanging around that thing. Don't rush. Agree. Or submit for your wife. Just make sure you are one on that matter first. A man, Lord, I perceive his good. He was just in Elisha when a car knocked the bike down. Do you know what? He looked so fine until they rushed into the because he was having an ability and he died. But do you know the intelligence of God has secured him? Simple, don't go. All this, I'm independent, I can do whatever I like. Spirit. Huh? Psalm chapter 76, 78 rather, verse 51. Psalm 78 and verse 51. Are you getting blessed this morning? Say, I follow the leading of the Spirit. And I'm going to be praying for you today. From any thoughts, you'll be more sensitive, sensitive to the voice of the Holy Ghost. Say, Papu, Amen. Let me see. Okay, let's read Psalm 78 and verse 51. Because I want to be more practical with you on this. We have to teach this. That's why you should attend school of the Spirit. And smote all the firstborn in Egypt, the chief of their strength, in the tabernacle of Ham. Look at verse 52 quickly. He says, And made his own people, are you God's people? To go forth like sheep, and guided them in the wilderness like a flock. He guided them. What is the psalmist says, the Lord is my shepherd. He leads me 
through the path of righteousness. He leads me beside the still water. He leads me. He leads me. Even when the enemy had there, he said, if he presented a table before me in the presence of my enemy, they couldn't join me. Surely, goodness and mercy are followed. So, you see, let the leading of the Lord lead in. Everybody is going to a party. You feel like you should not go. I had a story of a man. I'm very sure this was a serious. I think I even had it from the man himself. No, fr- no, from one of his church members. So he, he was the pastor was sharing the testimony of his church member. What happened? He went to the park. You know all these cars park. You know, you know some places it, um, you can travel with cars instead of bus. You know there are parks that. Um, so the person sat in front. So he was thirsty. So he went to take water. Before he came, I put his newspaper on his. Someone had sat there and put his. Uh, put the newspaper at the back. So he was angry, he went to fight. And he said, don't fight, keep quiet. How? So he sat at the back of that person. Then, maybe it was 30 or so, something took him out again. Someone else came, take, took the newspaper and dropped it someone else. And then he went to fight. The newspaper said, don't fight. Until he was sitting directly behind the driver. They started driving and the car had an accident. The front person died. The second place where the spirit died is only his line that was saved. Follow the leading of the spirit. And I'm not asking you to, to wait for danger to come before you start following the spirit. Start now. Alright? Don't wear blue shirt. Wear red shirt. Did I tell you about a young man that was going for an interview? Alright? A youth pastor. In the youth fellowship, they blessed him with a shirt. He was so happy. There was no one said, ah, this shirt is what I'm going to rock to the interview. And the Lord said, give out the shirt. He said, ah, I'm not giving anything. It was that shirt that spoiled the interview for him. The woman who was to interview said, I don't like this shirt. He was so embarrassed to the point that they said, are you sure you are the one that owns this pharmacy at this gate? I'm serious. He told me himself. Shirt, give out. This shirt will be your problem. Give it. It's not every gift you collect. But it doesn't mean that that gift was something, but you should have given it up. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Number five, which is my last point. Stay in the covering of the local church. Stay in the covering of the local church. There is such a thing as a covering in a local church. I know as a pastor, many dead that I, by the grace of God, we have been able to cancel. Are you with me? Because there are some things, let me say something, there are some things concerning your life God will not tell you directly. He will put it in the mouth of another person. And there are people who have died cheaply because they will not listen to counsel. I didn't try to control my life. I didn't try to tell you what to do. I didn't try to... No, sir. If you live, you live for yourself. I mean, when we were in secondary school, one of your classmates died. Did it happen? Or the teacher died. Did it happen? What did they do? One minute silence. We, our beloved brethren uh, died. Can we all be quiet for one minute? May it perfect so or so perfectly, whatever. Shall I rest in peace? Amen. That day, first period will not be missed. The first, first period, dining hall, is the body now. The food will be served. Nobody will fast. And if they fast, will they bring you back? The story of a young man. He had PhD 
exam. I went, well, pastor, sir, I want to travel. I said, please don't travel. I perceive you not travel. He said, sir, PhD exam. I said, don't travel. You want to die? He went to take drive. Don't mind him. Have PhD exam. Traveled. He died when, before he got there. If he was alive, can he write another PhD exam? Can he have more PhD? Now that he's dead now, the pastor now carries the burden of taking care of a widow. Of, of a disobedient church member. It's the pain that you have that, and we told you... Any believer that is not planted in local church is not a safe believer. And I want to tell you, it is something to consider when you are making marital choice. What church do you attend, sir? Who is your pastor? Any lady who comes to me and says, someone pro, I say, what church does he attend? Who is his pastor? That's the first question. What should we are going to marry into that church? Why should I bother myself? For your safety belongs. That's what it's not. I've seen it. Uh, where's this lady? Come, come. Sorry, I have to do this. Come. Where do you want to call me? Come. She's here. We have never spoken more than two minutes since you joined this church, right? So she called me. Come. Look, so I want her, so I can look at her, so I won't put the mic in her mouth, because I know she's shy, kind of. She called me Friday morning, 4 a.m., because there was a demonic attack against her. Me, seriously, I wasn't praying when she called me. I just woke up, it was your call that woke me up. That day, I was not on duty. I'm, I'm a man, I sleep at times too. I, know, I sleep all the time, I pray at times. So you called me, and then she called So I want you to tell them if I'm lying. And then you said, when that thing happened, I appeared, right? To you. Me, I was sleeping. My wife, did I disappear for two minutes and come back? And I told you, stand up and pray. And the strength came, and he began to pray. Thank you. It is not me. It's the angel of this commission putting on my face that went after her. It's not me. I was sleeping. Far asleep. I was so tired to wake up. I'm telling you the truth. The danger of not taking church serious. What God is doing in a local church is even more than the man of God himself. Even if I don't want to go there, God went there. Let me show you the scriptures that are close. This is a season. Let me tell you something. The activity of demonic world is increasing in this age. Darkness shall cover the earth. It is true. Gross darkness, the people. That's what the Bible says. I remember the day, um, uh, the, um, Dr. Said. There was the day you had, was it fire accident or accident? We stood there and said, I perceive in my heart. Let us pray. We prayed and then there was safety. It's because we're in a local church. See that? Mrs. Kindy. All right. 
uh, the last impartation service in December. All right, I prayed for her. I gave her a word of knowledge. She went. As she was when I said, come back. So the devil just, God just spoke to me. There was one of your students that should, that should pass away. Before that year, it happened. But because you had prayed, God rescued her. Local church. That a marriage that would have been preserved for local church. Sit down. Business that we are for local church. Don't ever be too proud that you don't have a pastor you can sit to listen to. When we are talking this way, let me tell you something. Let me be blunt. And I'm sorry if you are hurt. Alright. The most demanding side of ministry is the pastoring. I wish we can do any other thing. Like, I can just be coming. We don't know each other. Every Sunday, you just come. I teach God what you walk away. I walk away. I don't, I'm not emotionally attached to you. If anything happens to you, that's your problem. Or I wish you can have that because... But, see, the truth is, when something happens to you, we cry too. Hey, our sister, not you. It can't happen to you now. Hey, our daughter, oh, father. We are, sometimes, my wife greets me. If I answer her carnally. Not because she has offended me, but because I carried somebody's body. Somebody that even doesn't care that I'm talking to the person. And later I said, sweet, I'm sorry. A lot of was going on in my mind. This person said this and I was just bothered. Sit down. Scriptures. First Corinthians chapter 5, verse 4 in NLT. If you ever have a pastor, if I'm not your pastor, walk up to that person and say, thank you for doing what you do for us, sir. A genuine pastor, not the one after your pocket, a genuine pastor. At times God will wake you up. Pray, pray, pray for these people now. Pray. There's a reality of spiritual... Believe it. Don't know any grace, grace teaching that doesn't believe it. It's a terrible one. Look at anything. In the name of the Lord Jesus, you must call a meeting. What happened? A guy, a, a, one of the men in church committed fornication in the church. And when he committed fornication, a funny fornication through his father's wife, Paul said, call a meeting. So in the name of Jesus, you must call a meeting of the church. I will be present with you in the spirit. Or in spirit. So you, so, and so with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ. The next verse, verse 5. Then you must throw this man out. That means send him out of the church. And hand him over to, to Satan. So, so that Satan, so that his sinful nature will, destroy, will be destroyed and he himself will be saved on the day of the Lord's destruction. Now, if, if, you, if you read in content, so that he will die. If you go and read in KJV, you know that what? The moment you chase out of the church, the devil is busy looking for someone before. He's now able to hand over, hand him, take him over and destroy him. It's a covering in church. The Hebrews writer said, don't neglect the assembly of one another. It, 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 it has an importance. It's time to take church seriously. Take it serious. Not just attend a meeting when you feel like, doing what you feel like. Some trivialize church. And the reason is because we feel that life is so, so oh, I'm out of time. Life is, is just so carnal. You are meeting people every day. It's because you, you, you all wear suits at workplace. Do you know where the person is coming from? 
Si vous avez dit, 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 vous avez I was going to share something. There was a man, a businessman. He said he learned a lesson. Anytime he's going for a deal, he, he said he spends hours speaking in tongues. He said, why? He said, because he discovered when they get to the deal, it's not even who is smarter, who is the smartest. He said, but which power are you coming with? In Lagos, there, said, which power? All of them are coming with something. Sir, I should have the contractor. Eh? Hey. Why? I think God only man, you think bad. Sometimes we are blaming our governors. Don't blame them. Everybody come to their office with something. Ah, it's a Where is it? Gota. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is I have come to change the political world. I know who I am. I, I know who God says I am. It doesn't wake up. And he goes, talk tongues, laul, talk. Go, pray tongues. One of the big supermans, you may know, you may not know. So who knows? It is given to know. White men from South Africa. Or one nation. One of the engineers that know Pastor Shegu very well that was in the construction, he said, Sir, when we are all done constructing at night, they will tell us to go. Then you will see white men dressed up with charm, with incantation, moving around in the mall. I don't know. I don't know. You carry the money, it's meant for things, but I don't feel like shopping. You are there. You are selling at a and you are not praying in tongues. You go to Daddy there. Daddy! Mama wrote me everything in London, and you will not want to buy clothes. Be like, um, hey, Joma, oh, you must say, Rani. Ah. No, Nimi, Nimi, hey, Joma, oh, you can't let him out. Oh, you must go to Favor don't just happen. Every time you see favor, there is a spiritual force that activates it. Is that demonic or divine? Take your life serious. Take the word of God serious. Take prayer serious. Can you permit me to read one more scripture and I'll close? Are you sure? Are you angry? If you're hungry, I'm angry too. It's just that I'm not hungry at you, I'm hungry at the devil. Sit down. First Peter chapter 4. And this is what you should do in this season. The enemy has increased his activity. Why? He knows, the devil knows why he has a short time, but believers don't know they have a short time. First Peter chapter 4.
Vastagun. God, the hand of all sin is at hand. Be ye therefore sober. That means take life serious. And watch unto prayer. Number two, take prayer serious. The next verse. And above all things, if you forget these two, have fervent charity. Take your love work serious. If you take prayer serious, if you take your love work serious, what, if you take life serious, if you take prayer serious, you should take your love work what? Serious. Hallelujah. That should be your posture in this season as a believer. Have you been blessed? And lift your hands and bless them. We believe you have been blessed and transformed by the word. Be a doer of the word by acting on what you have just heard. For more information, you can reach us on plus 234-806-424-8108. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at New Reality CC and on Facebook at New Reality Christian Center at Doe Stay in the finished works of Christ.